Welcome back to the Tap Room Exclusive. I'm Dean Zarbaugh. I'm here with Dan Joswick at uh, Saucy Brew Works here in Cleveland. We've moved on to the Modern Crimes, which is a newer... Uh, it's kind of like the I Love You Bye. It was another one that was... It was like a one-off type thing. It was really popular. Now you guys are kind of releasing in a limited edition... Yeah, limited so... Limited release batch. Yeah, yep, it's going to come out as our uh, seasonal um, for January, February, and most of March. Nice. Um, so you know you'll start to see it out there probably early January. So. What uh, talk a little bit about the style? What what is yeah. the what is the beer? So uh, when we originally uh, released it, uh, it was a, a porter with toasted coconut, coffee, and vanilla on nitro. Okay. Um, and that was only available at the brew pub. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a couple kegs I think made it out into the marketplace. Um, but you know when evaluating our our lineup for this coming year you know we realized we didn't have a dark beer in the as part of our seasonal lineup so you know that one it did so well you know it, it fell right into that spot it was a kind yeah. of a no-brainer but. well you know the months you're talking january february you know that's that's great dark beer month for sure you know what yeah. i mean it's you know that's i don't normally drink dark beer uh but that's when i start at least looking for them yeah yeah you know yep exactly you know and it you know, we hadn't made one, but it's it's a nice uh, English style robust porter. Uh, you know, about six and a half percent. Just yeah. a really nice chocolatey. The coconut's prominent. I mean, nice. it's such a really solid beer. It's funny, you know. I've, I've talked before about how I don't like coffee, but I don't mind the flavors in a beer. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with coconut. I don't always like coconut, but when I find it in a nice porter. It's not, I'm like I can do this. This is this is a okay. It's it's all about balance, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, uh, I have not had this year's version yet because um, it's going to be coming out like next week. We'll be starting okay. to ship it out, but um, so you, draft will be out there uh, by the end of the month. But um, it's it was like coconut chocolate coconut cream pie on nitro. It was so smooth oh, and, man. and velvety. It was delicious. Yeah. Oh, that's that's uh, that just sounds awesome. Yeah, you know, I I can't wait to try that one. Uh, what was just the fact that you guys didn't really have a, a dark beer? Was that basically the the main inspiration behind it, or was it you know, like coconut specifically, vanilla, those things that that Eric likes to play with? Or yeah, so uh, Eric was out in California uh, doing uh, just out there having fun and you yeah. know for a leisure trip. And uh, went to Modern Times Brewing oh, Company, yeah. and they had a to- toasted coconut coffee vanilla porter on draft. And he he was like, I really like this, and it inspired him to kind of make his own. And oh, nice. so you know, kind of paying homage to Modern Times, we right. called it Modern Crimes. Oh, know? there you go. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. there there you go. I didn't even put two and two together until you said that. Wow, uh, that's a really cool story behind the beer. Uh, you know, uh, it's nice to hear people go out and and. They don't, you know, they're not too snobby to not drink other people's beer. Oh, yeah. We we were talking about that a little bit before. My dad was talking about, you know, people in the cigar industry. We've asked before, like, you know, if you're not smoking your cigars, who are you smoking? And people are like, oh, no, I don't know. Just smoke my own. That's just a little weird. You got to know what's out there. Yeah, I mean, you got to, 
it's not even just about like knowing what the competition is doing it's there's just a lot of good beer out there and like why limit yourself and miss out on right. something that you may really enjoy yeah, absolutely so. you know uh, filmmakers don't only watch their own movies you know they get inspiration from other people's stuff you know that's what happens that's how it's how inspiration comes about yeah i mean it's like like the culinary world you know what i mean it's a similar kind of idea like hey this dish is great if i did this this and this it may right. I, it would be right up my alley with style and you know yeah it's taking beer something is very similar you know? it's yeah it's taking something that you've you've had and like maybe tweaking a little bit like you're saying just to fit your profile of something that, that you like and want your name attached to right you exactly. know and and i think this is this is a really cool style to to do that with porters are a really cool a really nice base beer to play with yeah it's very versatile you can add a lot of different things to it and and still keep that uh, that solid base style as recognizable. In your home brewing, have you done porters yourself at home or darker beers? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Cleveland's water is actually like we don't we don't do a lot of treating of our water here um, because Cleveland's water is is pretty good, pretty well suited for yeah. brewing, you know. Uh, but it's actually very well suited for darker beers, you know. Really, it's kind of hard, uh, so it, it doesn't extract a lot of that the harshness out of dark grains. Oh, nice! So uh, it it's just really good for producing dark beers. I mean, like an Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, it's a great example. Right, you know? absolutely. <laughs> you know? uh, in, in your experience, have you done anything kind of like with like adjuncts or something like with the the coconut in, in your personal bur- yeah. brewing experience? Yeah, I mean, I've. I've brewed um, a coffee porter a couple of times that uh, was, you know, a friend favorite. You know, I know, yeah. I, you know, judging like at homebrew competitions, I've entered it and things like that. And it's just it's so hard to brew consistently mm-hmm. um, on a homebrew system. Like it, you're always going to have some kind of slight variation to bend, right. depending on it. Like my co- or my coffee porter, I've submitted like two or three times to homebrew competitions. Oh, nice. and I've had, you know, low 40s scoring on it before, and then I've had 20s, you know, and it, oh, to yeah. me it wasn't, you know, it just depends on on the beer and how it's stored and how it survives. It's a, it's that mix of art and science. <laughs> it is. It's, yeah, that's what I love about this, you know, about beer in general, you know. It's, it goes into, again, like what I was kind of talking about in, in past episodes, uh, the patience of it. You know, you got to sure. have, you got to be patient when you're doing that, kind of, especially when you're experiencing different you know flavors or just different notes or something from one batch to the other is is you just gotta you know you gotta take it in stride and and be patient and dial it in and all that kind of stuff well just accuracy well and that's you know like the the brew system we have here is just push button there's a lot of a lot of automation to it Mm -hmm. and the temperatures are held really really consistently and evenly and in a homebrew system you know if you you put your sparge water in at five degrees too high it's gonna just make it a harsh beer or you know you mash it too low and it's gonna be you know much thinner beer than you intended it to be you know (laughs) it's just kind of crazy like how the variations i mean five degrees can make all the difference we were talking a little bit about the about the the equipment and stuff here you guys actually just installed a few new tanks here how many new tanks did you guys get yeah so we we just put in eight new 80 barrel tanks to fill out our space wow um yeah i mean so now does that put you guys at like you can't get anything else in here at this point right yeah no this space is is pretty much capped out um you know they are building some new 
uh, some new retail space in that next to us, and I think uh, they may be moving one of the businesses out of this building into that new retail space once it's available, and so we'll have a little bit more space after that, but it's not going to be... We're not putting any more tanks in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, you know, 80, bar- 80 barrel tanks, that, that's huge. Yeah, so you guys had to open the roof, right? Oh, I, mean, yeah. I watched the video on, on Facebook. I mean, that that's insane. I, yeah, they. <sighs> I mean, they planned it, though. It wasn't like a cut a hole in the roof to make them fit kind of thing. Right. It was uh, oh. it was plotted out to where, you know, they did that on purpose. So. Hopefully, yeah. I would hope, <laughs> I would hope so. Uh, otherwise, uh, you never know what's going to happen. But it, that just that kind of stuff just gives me the what the oh hell? man. You know, and that's it's kind of crazy. The you know you look at some of the reasons why we put that in there. I mean, we don't need that space right now as a brewery. Right. You know, it puts us with those adding those tanks. I think puts us at about fifteen thousand barrels as oh, a brewery. Nice. Uh, we're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, just tariffs on stainless steel right. coming in. Right. Uh, and just the new construction we have over here, you know, so it was either we do it now or it's going to cost us, you know, twice as much to get it done. And then yeah. when we when we need it in three years or four, right. years, you know, <laughs> I, you know, it's like I was saying, you know, with you uh, when I bought when I started this podcast and stuff, you know, these mics that I have are six years old because I was like, you know, what, I'm going to invest now. Uh, that way, because I, I don't know what the cost is going to be, yeah. you know, three years if I need to expand. So, yep, exactly. You know, same uh, same, same kind of thing. You know, you got to make you got to make the best uh, best calls for your business. Uh, we are also we're trying right now. What tell the people a little bit about this style? This is a, a very this is only a brew pub exclusive. Uh, it's a very different style. Yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is going to be a one off beer that that we release. It'll be bottled in three 375 milliliter bottles uh, first time we've bottled anything uh, but it it deserves that you know yeah um it's a beer de garde which is a belgian country style beer it's a kind of a multi-saison okay. in that in that kind of vein of beers uh, so it's got a lot of the belgian yeast uh, but then we aged it in red and white wine barrels uh, yeah and then blended those together so you know it's six I think it was six white wine barrels and two red wine barrels okay. is what the blend turned out to be. Nice. Um, but it, this uh, like came I said, out fantastic. Yeah, this is my first time trying it with you, like I said. Uh, so this is a I, treat. I've never, I've had a couple beer to guards before. I've had it. Uh, Hansa does a, like a barrel aged beer to guard, which is fantastic. Okay. Uh, but this is the first time I've seen it done in like like a red i don't think i don't remember what kind of barrels they used at hansa but this i think i don't think they were wine barrels this is a it's a really nice balance between beer and wine in the flavor yeah so i mean saisons and some belgian ales in general can can have kind of a vinous vinous kind of character to them so like a wine I think this one really kind of nails that. It's it's got a little bit of that that buttery white wine note. Yeah. Um, still a little tannic on the finish, like a yeah. red wine. Yeah. It's really. The nose the, is is almost a hundred percent wine. Yeah. In my opinion, I you know, it's just yeah. you you, you put you, you stick your you stick your nose in here. I I smell wine. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's. This is crazy stuff. This is so good. I, I really think people are really going to enjoy this. If if this sounds like something interesting to you, get down here and, and, and try this if it's still on. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it'll be probably be out by the middle of December or in a couple weeks. 
So it's getting there. It's already getting carbonated and everything. But nice. That was a treat. That's yeah. That's a fantastic beer. Um, and so with uh, with modern crimes, you got this this toasted coconut. What? Um, what? It, it, it's, it's such a hard style to kind of to necessarily eat with. Would you? Would you even have an idea of like a pairing for that? You know, that's a that's a hard style to kind of pair with. You know, uh, dessert. Just a dessert beer. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, like a creme brulee or something oh. like that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would not. I would try and avoid like chocolate. You know, anything like that. It'd be a little bit too much of the same, same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but just like a nice custardy creme brulee with the burnt sugar on it. Ooh. That would be on point. Oh yeah. man, that's that's a that just sounds amazing. Again, I'm just getting hungry. Um, <laughs> like in this in this vein, like what are some of the uh, off the top of your head, if you know, like uh, a couple of the other kind of styles that you've kind of played with here at, at Saucy, like in this in this vein, uh, like as far as the barrel age go, or the barrel just age interesting or stuff, just interesting in general. Either one. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I, I think we need to talk about more is that we have a series called the drifter series okay it's um kind of an experimental yeast strain that we've we've used a few times um and it's basically a saccharomyces strain of yeast that produces lactic acid interesting which is it's kind of geeky to and most people really don't <laughs> don't care about it you know <laughs> um but you know the sour it gives like a really nice soft sourness to the beer and it, it it's very drinkable, and it's a, another one that kind of it's almost wine like because it it's it's a little it's very dry and it sounds like it would be a good gateway to sours. Am I am I correct in that? Is, is yeah. it, you talking about a little being a little softer? Yeah, I mean it's because I mean kettle souring was big, you know, so, a few years ago, and you mm. still see it a lot. You still see it out there. Yeah, but uh, this is a different way to sour a beer without being bracingly sour right. and at the, the kettle sours kind of can reach that point sometimes you know yeah um absolutely so it creates just a nice more balanced sourness to a beer and i, I don't even know other way to describe well, it's it. like you know it's like it's a it's a spectrum just like any other style is sure there's gonna be softer ones there's gonna be a little more tart there's gonna be a little more sour um you know i feel like a lot of the stuff right now is just going and seeing like how tart and sour can we get this yeah and there's there's a market for it, but you there's still a lot of people here sour. And they're like, oh, turns them it's off. Like, yeah. it, but it's like you got it's like IPAs. You got to find that hop. You got to find that the way they sour it. I tell people, you know, maybe if you find something that's not kettle soured, right? That's maybe you know more barrel done in, aged, barrel sour. aged, yeah. or done in like a like a trough with the 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 air getting into it. Oh yeah, uh, cool. like you know, cool ships. yeah. Uh, something like that, they're not going to produce, you know, as far into that right, that right. spectrum. And I think those are more. And I found and someone has something like that, and they're like, "Wow, I can dig a sour." Yep. This is like a nice middle ground kind of gateway into sours. And you know, people here barrel aged in wine, they're not really sure what to expect. Yeah, it's not not a super common thing, but yeah. Um, I mean, it's there's growing. it is, and and a good and that's a good thing, I think. I mean, oh yeah, bourbon barrels are a, 
I mean, I love the flavors they add, but right. there's just so many more options out there to there's, try. But know? then there's also times where it, it, it's too much bourbon, and where if I want to, if I want a bourbon, I'm just going to go get a bourbon. Mm-hmm. At that point, if it still needs to have that balance, and this is this is this Beardegard is a nice balance between the barrel flavors and the beer base itself. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, you guys are, are just making such fantastic beers here. Um, anything you want to get out uh, about the brewery or about the beers before we head out? Um, no, I mean I think we've had a pretty good good run this, for this uh, for the the sessions this time. You yeah. know, I think we covered a lot of the bases about the brewery itself. Um, yeah, I mean I would just encourage people to come out to the pub and try a lot of the stuff we make here because not all of it makes it out into the market absolutely know? so There's we're doing some really some good stuff here that and our food's great too so, absolutely you know. i i can attest my dad and i just ate here for lunch uh dan thank you so much i, I really appreciate your time and uh thank you to saucy uh for for their time and uh tune in uh for uh, a new episode of the taproom exclusive featuring a new brewery next week have a good one all right thanks